What is up? Welcome to the Sight and Sound Podcast presented by Heart Guide Media. And today we have a jam-packed episode. We are covering 2018's Halloween and its sequel that is only two weeks out. Halloween Kills. It's only been out two weeks. I guess two weeks out made it sound like it was still two weeks until it was released. But yes, we've seen both. We're here to discuss both. We have the crew with us. We have Eric. E.T., we have Brian, B.T., we have Sean, Chongo, and we're all here, and we're going to break these two films down, so enjoy this episode. It's going to be a blast. It is a blast, speaking in future tense, and uh, yeah, check it the F out. There's no barking during this shit. You got it? Lay down. <laughs> all right. Welcome. Yeah, Eric and Sean on the line. BT was supposed to be on the line, but we know how that fucking goes. Uh, so he may or may not be calling in. And what's he do? What's he do immediately? He calls me. R and B. Yeah. Luther Luther Vandross? What? Luther Vandross? No. Key Sweat. Not th- I'm not gonna know who it is. So T Pain. I don't know what T Pain is. Well, here, what's up? We are we we are finally all here, and we are here to talk Halloween 2018, and uh, Halloween Kills. I, you know, I, I'm still we got I got issues with just one of the names, and we're gonna get into that. But initially, we'll jump right into Halloween 18. You know what we're and we're gonna we're gonna go from soup to nuts on on these, but um, what is it? What was everyone's initial feelings when they announced that they were doing another Halloween film and it was going to be a direct sequel to the first film? What were our thoughts initially? I was actually really excited, to, to be honest. Like, don't get me wrong, Halloween franchise is one of my favorite horror franchises, but yeah, the storyline definitely. Went way off track. Yeah, it got it got it got muddy on several. I mean, granted, they're all entertaining in their own way, and I I say that been saying that a lot lately. Is it's not necessarily with a lot of horror movies. It's not necessarily was it a good or a bad film. That kind of becomes irrelevant sometimes. Is was it entertaining? And if it was entertaining, I think it it's done its job. Um, the Halloween films we have good films, we have bad films, and most are pretty entertaining. I would agree. I would agree. I just want to say, me personally, when I heard about it right now, once I saw everyone who was involved with it, I was really excited. Like, when you have Blumhouse, who say what you want about Blumhouse and, like, some of the stuff they put out, but they're, you know, Jason Blum is obviously a diehard horror fan, and he's keeping the genre alive and, and bringing, you know, bringing stuff to the theaters, make some good, some bad. Uh, then, you know, Rough House Pictures, which I know, uh, Jesse, you as well are, you know, big Danny McBride fan. And that was like, like Danny McBride and David Gordon Green and, and those guys. And then bringing in, you know, John Carpenter as a, you know, whatever you want to call it, a, um, to help out producer. Um, so once I heard that, everyone who was involved, I was, I was really, really excited. So. Brian, what were your initial thoughts on hearing that they were doing uh, Halloween 18? It was an emotional roller coaster, Jesse. 
So when I found out they were making a new Halloween, I was like, cool. I get excited when they're making a new anything. I don't care if it's going to be right, right. I just, you know, it's exciting that they're keeping it alive. Um, and making it a direct sequel to the original, I thought, you know, was an obvious idea because, like you said, it got so, like, muddied by that point. Um, they obviously couldn't follow on from Resurrection because <laughs> then no one would see it. Um Although, if, wouldn't it be interesting if they did follow Resurrection and brought Buster Rhymes back? But in that timeline, Jamie Lee Curtis is dead. Um, yeah. But, okay, so when I... So, my hope, which was very unrealistic, was that... Because, you know, in my head, like, Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O exist. That's my trilogy. Right, right. And I think this is before they said it's going to... Um, follow the original directly i think at this time they were still saying it was going to follow too um but when i found out jamie lee curtis was involved i was a little disappointed because in my head i was kind of i'm like wouldn't it be cool if it was set in the 90s and there was room for it to take place in between two and h2o that was a very unrealistic idea but i thought it would have been cool i think fill in the gap it's 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 so i was disappointed for like a second but then I'm like, no, this is actually a good opportunity because, like, the general population associates H2O with resurrection. And they, you know, want to get away from that. So this is a good opportunity to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back and do kind of what H2O did, but maybe better without resur- without doing a resurrection on it. So I was, I was excited going into it. Uh, honestly, before this one came out, I mean, Halloween 2 is great. I didn't. I don't think I started appreciating Halloween 2 from 81 until uh, probably the last five or six years. Like, really, truly appreciating how great of a film it is. Um, but up until probably five, six years ago, I would have said that H2O was the best sequel in, in the Halloween series. Because I think it was just so great. 20 years later, it was a great story. It was a fun fucking film. It was the first Halloween film I ever saw in theaters. Um... So there's a lot of that that plays into it too, but it's so interesting. I mean, not not to get too far off in the weeds on the Halloween franchise uh, of the other uh, installments, but it's so interesting to me that the original story of Halloween is so strong that you know it it it's so it brings back so many fans when you go back when you go back to the roots of you know Laurie Strode and now she has a family and you you reinvent what's happened and you you disregard some of those other sequels it's so interesting to me that with like say a friday the 13th granted yes pamela Voorhees and the original story of friday the 13th is very strong and it's very revered but if you talk to your friday the 13th franchise fan i would say those middle movies the tommy jarvis like era films are more popular than anything in that and it's so funny that, like, you see something like uh, the Jamie Lloyd series or the Thorn series, the Thorn trilogy, if it, as it were, is not as popular and is kind of looked down upon. But then you see, like, the Tommy Jarvis films, like, four through six are so popular, and that's, like, the go-to for a lot of Friday the 13th fans, in my experience, and I know you guys can vouch for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree fully, actually. I mean, I think that those middle films... I mean, are are more revered than maybe the the initial, the original. I mean, uh, at least in my eyes and, and kind of yeah. my perception I, of it. 
I would say two, four, and six are like the most popular entries in that series. Yeah, two is. I mean, we can't underestimate two. Uh, and uh, how actually, it's so funny. It's funny we say that. Like, they kind of had a similar trajectory. And I, I just like making the comparison. I know we're talking Halloween here, but I, I just want to talk about it because it's. I think it's important. But the original Friday the the original Friday the Thirteenth film and the original Halloween film are very similar and i feel like the sequels are very similar too a little more brutal uh and just like fun and kind of i feel like found like a bigger audience as time went on and people are like wow that might be one of the best films in the franchise uh with both the the friday 13th part two and halloween two and then um you know I, i think they had a similar trajectory up and you know up until that point and then it's it, it's funny how they kind of broke off and there was a big gap in between obviously two and and uh, 1988 before four came out and there was a you know a return uh, of Michael Myers obviously they did um, in '82 uh, they did uh, you know the Silver Shamrock uh, storyline and and a completely different take on on the series as it was supposed to be but to return back. And have this do be a direct sequel. I was immediately like, and honestly, like the Halloween franchise. I'm not gonna like lie. I love it, and there's a lot of nostalgia there for me, especially watching these films as a young kid. But it's not one of my favorite franchise. I mean, I could say that. I guess it's like, I mean, what do you consider a franchise? Do you consider Texas Chainsaw Massacre series a franchise? If that's the case, I would take the three. I would take the three Texas Chainsaw Massacres. I would probably watch them over almost almost any Halloween film all the time. It's, that's just my my vibe are those first three Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. But with to go back and to kind of reinvent the timeline, I think that was the only way you could do it. And disregard her, them being siblings and all that shit. And bring it back. I was immediately like the most amped I've ever been on a Halloween film was for Halloween 2018. Like Eric said, with everyone involved that I'm a fan of, that he was a fan of, you know, with Danny McBride, uh, with the Blumhouse thing, like he said, they're hit and miss with what they release out, but you got to respect that they're doing it for the horror genre and all the horror stuff that they put out. They're putting horror in the mainstream and they're, it's making money. So you can't really be too upset. Um, but initially, I was very excited. I was very pumped. And just leading up, I remember in, like, I think it was, like, June when the of 2018 when the first, like, full official trailer dropped. I was just so fucking amped. And then, like, when the second one dropped later in the early fall, late summer, I was so pumped. And I had so much fun seeing this in theaters. And I was just, I was just so pumped. I, I would say my personal opinion, I would rank the Halloween films... The first one, 78, and then I put 18 right behind it. I'd snug it right in the butt, right behind it. Yeah, I know we recently did uh, our, like, just, I think, just through text, we ranked the Halloween film. I'm not going to lie, I can't remember exactly where I put 2018, but I know it was fairly high. And, and I would agree, I think it's it's cemented itself, in my opinion, uh, as one of the top Halloween, Halloween, Halloween films, sorry. So. Right, it's definitely one of the better sequels, too. It's, I mean, too atmospherically, so to kind of really just dive into the film, atmospherically and just the vibe is so good. When you see, 
You see Lori's house, and she lives in just like a fucking a Waterbury compound. And you just see like you know the fall atmosphere in this like kind of like older like house that's just built for hell. And like her, you can see she's weathered. She's obviously got a little little, little drinky drank problem. Uh, you know she has a daughter played by Judy Greer. The cast in eighteen is great. It's so good. Judy Greer is so great as someone that would I would think to play Lori's daughter. I think she plays it perfectly. Uh, Annie Madichen, like uh, I think she, I think that. Wait, is that her name, Madichuk? I, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you're on. I, I don't know if that's exactly how you pronounce it, but you're you're on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she is great. Like, I totally buy them, and you guys can give your opinions. You know, I totally buy them as grandmother, mother, granddaughter. All right, without a doubt. Well, without a doubt. Like, I think those three have definitely have, like, really good chemistry together. Definitely. Like, on the screen. Like, that dinner Especially, that dinner scene where Jamie, like, crashed it and was just like, give me a fucking shot of Hennessy. I'm fucking, he's here. Uh, like, <laughs> I love that whole fucking, like, dynamic in that scene. That, that was so great. No, really. And definitely, like, that's the one thing I really dug about Halloween 18. Like, it was definitely, like, a really good, like, emotional Halloween film. Like, you know, Laurie dealing with, like, PTSD from the events of, like, you know, Back in 78. Yeah, I mean, that was a big part of it. Um, I don't remember now because I think since then this conversation went in a slightly different direction. Okay. We'll pull it back in the direction you want to go in, Brian. It'll come back to me. So, I mean, what? as far as the feel to this film... I think they really nailed it. It just felt like a ho- what I would think if they never made a sequel to Halloween, this is exactly how I would have wanted a sequel 40 years later to feel like. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it has a way of um, kind of meshing in with the other films, even though, like we talked about, obviously, and I'm sure everyone already knows that this film, you know, it, it kind of, there's a lot of stuff in the middle of the Halloween, for, um, all of them don't they're not even in the same world in the same uh, universe, but this has a way of meshing in with the other ones, but also standing out and it has that Halloween feel. And if I, if I could just touch on um, the acting, like I said, and, and I think they cast it perfectly. Like I know we'll get into farther in the, in the movie, but I think like Judy Greer, I mean, I love, and I know a lot of us love her outside of this franchise as well, but she's Damn. a great actress. She's a great actress and she absolutely kills it. Um, the, progression of her character in 2018 of how you know in the relationship with her mother uh how she, you know she's like troubled by it and then they you know obviously when the, when the story gets farther and, and we see like that switch and, and i'm sure we'll talk about exactly what happens but there there's a part in the film where she something happens in a big climax and, and she just switches direction and it's just it was great but I, I, all the casting in, in the film is really 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 wonderful so I agree. I love the casting as well. And it just... uh, So, initially, I love the beginning of the film's brilliant. Um, And and we're kind of just going to do, you know... I I don't want to say broad strokes, but I just want to talk about whatever anybody wants to talk about involving the film. So, initially, I love that there's, like, these British podcasters that are fascinated with with this story and the killer and Michael Myers... 
and he's I love that they're on the like chessboard insane asylum like outdoor like get your son you crazy fucks um like atmosphere that they have there there's fucking Fico whoa like all the fucking like weird uh, I, I'll say like there the, that storyline uh with the with the journalists is, is awesome and I will say like their scene of the of their deaths, especially the bathroom scene. Oh, so great! It, it's 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 one of the best best scenes in maybe all in all of the films. It's it's oh one hundred percent. And just uh, the brutality of it. That's another thing about this one is it's like they found a happy medium between Rob Zombies and like the original Michael Myers, like of being more brutal and brooding, but um, but not like you know fucking outrageous was that bathroom scene had to be an homage to the bathroom scene and what was it was it four or five where that bathroom scene with the little kid it's it's h2o h2o yeah is it h2o H2O. was there not it was h2o there there wasn't a bathroom scene in four or five right uh i don't think five no yeah Uh, yeah i guess it was h2o yeah that had to have been an homage to that right yeah that's what i took it as they definitely paid homage to two, four, two, three, four, and H two O, like all, which I would say, I mean, um, are so probably the best sequels. You know, they should have yeah, just had that one Busted well, Rhyme song in there to give homage to Resurrection. <laughs> no, I gotta get it and I shed it. The van and the gas station scene. There's a van. Yep. And the journalist looks, and there's this weird lady, and it gets awkward. Do you remember that part? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The van says resurrection. So we'll oh, does it really? Oh, my God. <laughs> I never picked up on that. I don't know if it's intentional, because I think it was supposed to be, like, a religious um, sort of thing, but we'll, you, we'll take it as a reference. You will take it. I just, nice, I, just nice touch, cut. I just want to touch one more thing on that scene is when he drops the fucking teeth. Like, in oh, the That's my favorite scene. I, That's my first or second favorite scene in the whole film. That's what I, it's yeah. I mean, it's so so awesome. So even awesome. even prior before the bathroom scene, like I love how, like when she walks to the bathroom, you pay attention in the background, like the mechanics getting his fucking head like bashed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that shows like Michael Myers the character. Um, like, why did he do that? Like, because he he knows that it, like I don't you know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of the uh, the psyche of it, like the the mindset, like what 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 made him like is. Is he just this mindless killer? Like he's just killing for nothing. But like that, that kind of showed a little personality, in my opinion, to Michael. Like, like I don't know. You know what I mean? It was like a little. Like he takes these fucking bloody ass teeth and drops them in front of her, just to like. I just I don't know. Almost like a I, humor, but just like a, you know, like a twisted side of it, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I, like I, I don't know if you remember. Oops. Yeah, fuck you, Sean. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Brian. Talk about yours. Well, I was just gonna say in the original Halloween. Michael is kind of, like, playful, you know, like, setting up that whole thing with Annie in the bed and putting the tombstone there and the way he set up the bodies for Lori to find. And I think a lot of the sequels, like, missed out on the the playful aspect of it. Like, you know, playful in a really fucked up way. Well, they Um, also, they touched on in Halloween Kills, like, why Michael sets up the bodies. What did they say in Halloween Kills? Like, he has, like, a mind of a six-year-old, so, like, he plays with, like, with his shit. Oh, Michael, you gotta grow up, but I love it. Yeah, but, I... Yeah, that's how, that's how I saw the teeth thing. I think that's what was fun about 18 was 
I was, because some people like I know even in, we're not going to get into kills right this second, but when they talk about like, oh, why would he have time to do that, and why would he just stack the bodies like that? Exactly what Sean said. You know, he has the mind of a child still, but he's a brutal killer. I just I like the idea that Michael was sitting in that asylum for 40 years and was just like, man, if I ever get the opportunity to just fucking take someone's teeth out when I kill them and then just drop them in the stall in front of some British journalist before I chase it. Also, I don't know why the most gross thing in all the Halloween films ever for me is the fact that she was on the toilet, clearly pooping, and then didn't get to wipe and just had to pull her pants up while she's crawling under the stalls. To me, that's the I most gruesome she... thing in all the films. That's the most... I know she's taking a shit. Oh, you don't sit on the pot for that long. Oh, she got a, a kidney stone? What's going on? Maybe she's kind of like a Sometimes if you're holding it too long, it takes a while. Well, I like to think um, she was pooping. And also, she might, you know, not have started pooping yet you know she might have to relax a few minutes and just let it we're, we're diving way too deep <laughs> yeah. well i just really i don't want to next time I, want, I don't want to think about well that's all well we got there um but yeah like i said i love the i love the idea too that they're like trying to get an interview with her like obviously before their deaths uh they roll up to her fucking house and literally looks like it's across the street from like White Law Cemetery, and oh seriously, and like, it's definitely a house that you'll find in the fucking Canasota Mucks. One hundred, one hundred percent. That's perfect way to put it too, the Canasota Mucks. But uh, yeah, one hundred percent. And it's just it. That's what's so funny that they roll up. They have what they tell they had two thousand dollars or was it four thousand dollars? I think it was, it was three thousand. Three thousand. Three thousand bucks for her, and then she lets him in. She takes her money, gives him a little information, kicks him the fuck out. She's obviously got her compound locked down. I just love that whole thing. And then when they they switch to like her granddaughter talking right, talking with the with, with her friends from high school and just that fall atmosphere they're filming down in Georgia that they just nail. And so many films are filmed down in Georgia. I know uh, Rob's Halloween 2 was filmed down there and like Pet Cemetery 2 was filmed down there those are films that like have that heavy fall feel and it's got to, and I know it's cheaper tax wise to film down there it's just they, they, they nail it every time I see a film that was and I know a film that was filmed down there during the fall time They nail, it, it's just nailed that atmosphere and it just has like such a good feel and the characters are fucking great like I love that her boyfriend is like such a little piece of shit asshole like he plays just such a, a little fucking millennial prick i love it yeah yes sir and was Halloween not to uh was Halloween was it filmed in georgia or was it i thought it was the carolinas so are we wrong about that was it i thought there was there were scenes that were filmed in in georgia i thought all the house scenes were in georgia oh uh, probably was I just, yeah, I knew they filmed, like, a bunch of different places, like, down, like, south, like, the Carolinas and Georgia, probably, too, yeah, so they probably just did that, but, yeah. I know Kills, I know Kills was done in Georgia, for sure. You know, I'll look this up for you guys when you guys talk. Yeah, right on. And I thought it was all Carolinas. Maybe, it, maybe it was, but I just, I know they're going to film ends. They literally start filming ends this weekend in Georgia right now, which is pretty cool. You know, the yeah, down from what I can see, and obviously I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's all of it's in uh, the Carolinas. And then for some reason, they randomly shot the street scenes in Chicago, Illinois. 
Really? But you are right about uh, you are right about uh, kills. Kills is in Georgia. Okay, like. well maybe or not, not kills ends ends looks like it is all in Georgia. Yep. Okay, well well props to whoever fucking hooked it up in the Carolinas, making it look like fucking Georgia. <laughs> Isn't that uh, crazy? I, that's well, listen, I you know not to go on. I um I don't know what this was on on YouTube. I stumbled across some like behind the scenes thing. I think it was something that they showed on. One of the like HBO or something like one of those like inside looks, and they were showing some of the filming locations. Uh, and I watched uh, obviously I watched Sean's Clark. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched that. His hollowed uh, haunted hollow grounds. It is insane what they can do with like lighting and just the way they build up like some of the scenes. Well, this was for kills, of course, but like. <clears throat> You don't have to, well, again, I don't want to get too far into it, but, like, you know, just, like, at the, at the beginning when they're showing, like, the flashback scene and they show Michael, like, cutting through those, like, he's on in the alley and he cuts through that backyard. Like, the way that looks on film to what it actually looks like is insanely, it's so crazy. You right, know what I movie mean? Movie like, magic. Like, nine day. Yeah, like, it's just, the way they can build something like that and make it look a certain way on film and, and... I mean, if you and I'm sure you're all gonna watch it at some point, but when you look at like these some of these places, you're like, how the fuck do they do that? This looks like a fucking. I know we keep mentioning Canastota, but literally it looks like a random like fucking dead end like alley somewhere like in the middle of Stota. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. But and so the getting back to the film, it's there's so many like great kills. I love that like. Chris Nelson, who is one of the who is, is the lead special effects artist, did the mask and everything. Obviously, Eric, you and I are familiar with him with the Thing with Two Heads podcast. Um, but he, uh, seeing his death and like you get that comedy between him and the other cop talking about their lunches and stuff like that. Getting his face carved as a jack o' lantern. Uh, the one kid, the like uh, chubby kid that looks like he's like I don't know. At first, I thought he was a girl. It took me like. A couple scenes to realize that he was a boy. Um, I think I do. That, that dude, I, fu- I fucking love that character. Yeah, he's fu- He's a fun. That's a fun ass character. I love like what I love like. I, I, there's just they just tap into like I don't know, realness to me. Like the boyfriend being a little pecker wad as they're Bonnie and Clyde at the Halloween dance, throwing the fucking phone in the pudding. Also, pudding was a good choice. Um, Throwing the phone in the pudding. Why is there a big bowl of fucking pudding at a Halloween party? Like, oh, did you get back there and scoop yourself some vanilla pudding in the back? Like, like. I thought it was like a dip. Was I it? Thought it was pudding. I thought it was pudding. I, I, I don't even. I'm also, that's a giant there. fucking thing of dip. If it's dip too, it's a nice fine custard. It's a party. Yeah, I, I know, but like, Jesus you know, Christ. Shit's and dip. I'm not saying it's not pudding. I just always thought it was dead. Maybe it was queso. Like, maybe it was queso. They're fucking dipping in pudding. Come on. Mm. Maybe it was no, Mo. Maybe it was Mo's queso. That you know shit. what I love about potting is that sometimes we get on these tangents about stuff like this, and that's what's so great. And I, I really mean that. I don't. I'm not joking. I really. I, I love that. Is it pudding? That's a real question. Is it pudding? <laughs> and the one thing is, is how we talk in real life. If someone's listening and they can confirm pudding or dip, or just an opinion, you know, leave us a message, leave us a comment. Does anyone ever, like, message you or anything after a podcast to, like, elaborate or correct or Uh, anything? 
sometimes, sometimes they'll like someone will you know that listens, uh, will will say like, oh, like oh, I didn't know that, or they'll say like, I haven't gotten really the too much wrong thing because usually we'll correct each, we'll correct ourselves like on it. Like I was like, oh, they're all filmed in Georgia, you know, before before they listen yeah. another thirteen seconds to realize that we figured out uh, that they were filmed in North Carolina. Okay. Someone's like. Yeah. If I could just say something for to be on your side a bit, uh, let's. And I apologize to anyone who lives in the Carolinas or Georgia, but they're pretty much the same thing, right? South Carolina and Georgia. I mean, what's once you get to North Carolina, Carolina, it's pretty much all the same until you get to Florida, and then you're literally in the pits of fucking hell. Yeah, then you're fucked, and you better turn around. So, yeah. <laughs> go back up. <laughs> turn your ass around and go home. If you've hit Florida, you've gone too far. Well, yes, a hundred percent. Please. <laughs> I don't. Does anyone actually really like the state of Florida? No. That's the real question. Like that's what uh, kills know? me too. Is like the old people that moved down there for fucking thirty years all fucking died during COVID because they fucking had no fucking. They're like, yeah, run around, go fucking. I think there's like there are a few places in Florida that I think are probably pretty cool, but I've really I've never been there. <laughs> so, like whenever whenever I've gone to Florida, it was pretty much like I'm at a fucking Disney Resort, or Universal Studios, and even then I'm like, this sucks. Well, you're going to the fucking, you know, the biggest tourist spot, one of the biggest tourist spots in America. What do you expect? Yeah, but I have to still have fun at Disney. I'm just saying it's too fucking hot. It's foggy. My fat ass can't handle that shit. So get the fuck out of here. Just seeing how everyone sweat in the show Dexter made me never want to fucking uh, go and, and live in Florida ever. Because everyone's always sweating in that show. Like, I'd rather freeze my tiny dick off here in New York and then go to Florida. <laughs> you were just really ripping on yourself. Huh? I'm glad Trump's like. Am I tiny dick? Huh? Don't let me get started on that. Did we lose BT? Our BT talk is good six minutes. I'm just waiting to get back to the movie. Oh, we should bring our podcast about a movie. We're on here about talking about dips in Florida. All right, let's get back to the movie. We're Halloween 2018. Let's do it. So. I mean, I love that, you know, Lori is so convinced, too, that she knows this motherfucker's coming back. Like, if he's still breathing, she knows he's coming back. And I do like the little Loomis protege, too. I know a lot of people had an issue with the with that, with, uh, what was the doctor's, uh, his name's escaping me. The, the, the character name. Um, um, sorry, Sam. For me as well too, the doctor. But I will. Me? Yes, I didn't hear. I didn't hear you, BT. You said Sar what? Sartain. 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 That, that's right. That's right. I thought his character was uh, was really cool. He, he was a bit creepy. He, he, he had a, a look about him, uh, like you know, obviously a little touch, but yeah, yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoy that character. Like, I enjoy that he was way more obsessed with like Michael Myers than like anything else. Yeah, he was more fascinated with him, like. Like obviously, I know people had like such an issue with him putting on the mask, but I, initially I would. But like, I like that Michael just like fucking killed him and stomped his face out anyway, which was a gr- another great kill. Um, but I mean, Brian, what were your thoughts on Sartain being like the, you know, like I do love before before I ask this question to Brian, uh, I do love that when they're listening to like the Loomis tapes at the beginning. And the he needs to die, like. Oh, dude, that scene where like the tapes like malfunctioning, 
like it's so red and kind of like creeps me out too yeah like, i i always like that it was like little touch the little touch with the tape like distorting like always like thought it was like a cool creepy element but brian what are your thoughts on like sartain being like the you know like obsessed with it obsessed with loomis's work with michael and being obsessed with michael and pretty much being behind the entire like you know michael escaping finding laurie the whole thing oh okay I thought the tape recording thing was really cool, too. Like, the, the little effect on the Oh, face. yeah. But Dr. Sart, I mean, I I could have done without him, if I'm being honest. Um, the the acting was good, but I don't... I could just do without it. See, I think that's, like, the more popular opinion, too. I've heard people say that they didn't really feel that character or feel the vibe of, like, what was going on with... Dr. Sartain and, like, that whole yeah, angle. but I'm not going to say it was, like, complete shit. Like, I get it. Right. And I get... I, you know, I just... I didn't vibe with it. <laughs> I don't know. What, um, did, what did Eric, Sean, what did you guys think of it? Because I didn't have a... I didn't realize that that was, like, a problem until I started hearing, I guess, more people talk about 18. But I liked really? it. I didn't have a problem with it. I guess I didn't even think twice about it, honestly. No, I thought it was a cool character. Like, it showed the, like... Doctors can't be as crazy as the patients. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it's kind of a part of, like, it shows the obsession. And I think a lot of people, if they were in like that, like, you become so consumed with something. Like the whole putting on the mask thing, I actually thought was like really cool. I thought like he was so fucking, like, him and Michael were so connected. He thought that he wanted to see like what Michael sees and 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 put on the mask from that perspective. But I. I I'm kind of with you, Jesse, but, like, I also didn't understand, like, it wasn't even on my radar that it was, like, something people would be um, upset about or or not like. Right, right. I was upset at first because I thought they were going to do a thing where Michael was dead and then he would be the killer for the rest of the movie. Obviously. <laughs> that's, that's a wild thing. To think. <laughs> well, like, we're okay. doing three of them, but Sartain's Myers from here on out. No, I get it. Well, at this point, they weren't doing three of them, right? They were gonna see how the first one did. I feel no. Right. I feel like before this even came out, they already like. I feel like it was common knowledge, and it would. That's the thing. Like, I'm confused by like they say that like, oh, we didn't know we were doing another one until after this one, but like, I feel like they talked about doing two more after it before this one was released. Am I wrong there? You're. I don't think you're wrong, but I remember them saying like this one. Has well, determines whether or not those get made. And yeah, they're gonna see how this one does. Yeah, because I um, think I think but, like when they oh go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Oh no, but I remember in interviews they were saying like, oh, this is gonna go back to the feel of the original, and I don't remember the exact wording, but like it gives you the feeling that like your neighbor could be a killer, or just like any regular guy could just decide to kill you for for no reason at all. Yeah. So I thought they were using this doctor to drive that home. Like it doesn't need to be Michael Myers. It could be anyone. Right, I don't know. Right. My mind went crazy for a second. I'm like, are we really going here? Because people are yeah. going to be upset. <laughs> right. But they uh, they obviously didn't. They obviously wouldn't have done that. I was stupid <laughs> to entertain the idea. No, I mean, you, well, also when you're watching it too blindly, like you don't, you never know. Like a, a films could take a direction that you weren't expecting and then be kind of crazy. But, I well, but I mean, also, before he even puts on the mask, I didn't realize this until the second time they confirmed that he's still alive, he's still breathing, so right. they, I, they told me he wasn't dead, and I just didn't listen. I also think, like, 
I, I do remember, I think, like, when everything got initially, like, talked about, I think, like, I don't know, I thought, like, they when they wrote it, they had this whole huge storyline, like, um, you know, already thought of, like, how, you know, maybe not initially thinking it was three films, but I think they knew the the beginning, the middle, and the end, and, and how it was going to play out. That's that's what I thought. I thought that they, when they approached, when this was all, you know, initially, uh, uh, you know, talked about, and, and when they pitched it, I think, I thought that they, they pitched it like, you know, this is what's going to happen, and, and this is, you know, and I think that they they had the sequels in mind. So. Yeah, I don't think anyone really goes into a franchise anymore thinking, oh, this will be just one it'll just be one entry and then right. we'll like i think every time they're going to reboot something it's going to be pitched with the idea of potential for more right so i guess to as we start heading to the last quarter of 18 as we're talking about the deaths the a couple th- couple two a couple three things i want to talk about here uh one, I love the deaths are great. the The one where the the chubby kid is in the backyard of the L Rods and then gets uh, his name is Oscar. Come uh, on, Jesse. Oscar, sorry, Oscar gets killed <laughs> on the fence and like falls through the fence. Thought that was great. I love. Sean hit IMDb hard on that one. What's that? <laughs> I said Sean hit IMDb hard on that one. <laughs> or I watched Halloween twenty eighteen a lot. Oh Oscar's shit. But he's wrong. He's got IMDb up on his phone right now. <laughs> but you don't know that. I love, I love when Myers is walking through the neighborhood and he just like calmly. I mean, he's always calm, but uh, when he like just nonchalantly walks into that woman's house when she's like closing the curtain and looking like outside, oh. and he kills her from behind is amazing. Yeah, like oh, that whole just segment something. is fantastic. What, Brian? Oscar Myers. Oh, I think there's a connection there. Well, wow, that's the name of our group text right now. The curse of Oscar <laughs> Myers. So, okay. Anyway, go on. But yeah. You know, like that segment where like Michael finally gets his mask back and like it's Halloween night and like it looks like a one big giant like shot. Like it's like phenomenal. Yeah, that the whole I mean that that scene too when he's in the after he kills the the podcaster journalists um and he puts the mask on that was the valvenus money shot when he puts the mask on from the trunk too oh yeah for sure um but yeah uh the kid the the babysitter and uh the kid that she's babysitting his name is Julian. Julian. That whole scene, like, that, like, comedic level, you can definitely feel that's like a McBride thing. Am I wrong, Eric? No, 100%. I, I think that's another thing about these films is, and I think it's like this with most, like, 90% of horror, but uh, they do, they they throw in the, the comedy in, in these, you know, for in Halloween and the Halloween clothes as well. I think there's, there's a little bit of comedy in it, and it's not, you know, it's not. It, it's like the perfect amount, and they did a really good job. And I think, I think, like you said, it's you know McBride having that background where he's not just a comedy guy. Like he likes everything. And I'm not saying I'm not giving just him all the credit, but uh, you know what I mean. You definitely see those influences. Like that, the kid Julian is just so fucking funny. That kid's got such chops for such a young kid, and just was like great. 
and that whole like scene where they're in the couch, and also that girl's boyfriend looks like Russell's br- Russell Brand. I've actually never thought about that before. He does yeah, though, he right? The girl, the girl's, the girl's uh, boyfriend who has the fucking the babysitter's boyfriend who has the the ten thirty one eighteen tattoo that's like trying to fuck with the motorcycle. He looks like Russell Brand. He does kind of like a young Russell Brand, probably. Yeah, they both suck too, so that's good. <laughs> Take the shit, not my eyes. <laughs> you know, what? while we're talking about you know the kid. Uh, Julian, I also want to give a special shout out to an underrated character, the dance class kid. Just me, okay. Which? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I mute my phone every time I'm not talking that way. I don't fart or something. But um, I agree with you. I, I actually, I think I might have said this to everyone, but I was like, the storyline of that's the beginning of what part? Of, that's like in the towards the beginning of the film, right? When Michael really starts ripping, right? Oh yeah, it's like yeah, like him and his dad were gonna go hunting. And, like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he killed, and uh, it's actually like, yeah, he kills the kids in the car. But I also was like, that's random storyline where his father's like trying to get him to go hunting, and he's like, I want to dance. Like, I'm a dancer, dad. Like, I don't know. Like, I always want to understand like the mindset of the writers or whoever is like, you know what, like. This kid and his dad are gonna have a real like family argument type thing where he wants to be a dancer and his dad wants him to hunt. I don't know. It's just like it's a cool little like extra. It, it kind of helps you connect with the um, or understand the character, even though they weren't in the film for more than you know five minutes or so. Um, I do like that Michael killed him though. Yeah, yeah. it's like you don't see Michael killing kids too much. I uh, feel like that's where like me and Mike kind of like. I'm like, I feel you. I feel you, dog. Oh, I like that kid during Halloween Kills. Yeah, exactly. Can we stop blaming that kid? It was his parents. <laughs> yes. Yeah, shout, shout, shout out to the fucking toddler at our 1030 uh, viewing of uh, Halloween Kills. Yeah, it, wasn't, RPX. it wasn't his fault. It was his shitty, shitty, shitty parents' fault. Yeah. You guys are acting like he was like bringing his parents to the movie. <laughs> he walked up and he's like, hey, 16 for Halloween Kills. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting mad at this poor fucking toddler because he gets dragged out. <laughs> what do you expect him to do? That little fuck probably want to go see him. Want to go see him. All right, well, maybe if he did, he's a fucking three-year-old, Sean. So three-year-olds say lots of crazy shit. <laughs> Doesn't mean you do it. Oh, I think it's a great move to bring my fucking toddler to fucking a 10.30 show on Halloween Kills and give him a fucking phone. anyway uh back to 18 as we kind of are wrapping it up i love the i love where we get in this point where he finally gets to Lori's house and she he kills fucking uh kills judy greer's fucking husband which is pretty tragic and then he was a great character yeah yeah he was Uh, and I guess I never thought about it, but when he said he had peanut butter on his penis, I never, like, I just kind of chuckled at that, and I didn't realize, like, kind of how, like, out of the park, like, not, like, it, how out of the park it was for the rest of the movie, but I didn't have a problem with it. I just wanted to mention that, but. I just, I, I, I just do like realized that a lot. on my most recent rewatch that he was setting up mousetraps with peanut butter in them. Yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't. Somehow that went over my head, so I thought the peanut butter thing just... You thought he was just, like, randomly like, I got peanut butter on my penis. 
He was making a fucking uh, bagel. Was, you know, making a sandwich or something. I wasn't paying enough attention. Oh, man. I got what he was doing. So... I do love that whole the whole house scene where Michael's in the house, Lori's looking for him upstairs in the house. Like that whole scene was just like it was like was throwbacky to the original and had that like creepiness and like tenseness of the original, but it still had it almost felt like a Tales from the Crypt episode, like Television Terror. If anybody's familiar with that episode of Tales from the Crypt, but it just had like that feel to it for me. I thought it was just so great that the climax were. You see Lori's fucking, uh, like, cellar set up where they're hiding down there. Judy Greer's character obviously just knew that they were baiting Michael to get down there. And the gotcha, I just thought that was awesome. Like, the whole audience popped when I saw that. And she said gotcha and shot him. Falls yes. down. Like, that was just, that, that whole scene's just so amazing. The climax, you know, the, the ending, the big ending was so fucking good. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like referring to earlier when I was talking about Judy Greer. It's like that whole the whole film she's playing like, you know, she's the victim of like what Michael Myers did to her mother and like all the shit she's had to put up with, and and you kind of you don't know like, like Laurie and and her are like divided, and then in that split second you're like, oh shit, like she's fucking badass. Her mom made her a badass. They've been waiting for this. I don't know. It was just such an awesome switch. Um, also, can we talk about how, like, Judy Greer's character is, like, so anti-Halloween that she wears a Christmas sweater on uh, Halloween? Dude, I never noticed that until Bridget and I watched Halloween 18, like, a week before, re-watched Halloween 18 a week before Halloween Kills came out. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I didn't really notice it until, like, I randomly watched, like, a YouTube video, like, after 18 was released. Yeah, I didn't, never really noticed it, honestly, until, like, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I noticed way back in the, I think, the trailer for Halloween 18, you know, because I always want to pay attention to what Judy Greer is uh, wearing. <laughs> and I bet you do. <laughs> Don't turn into Ronnie White yet, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, I, I was like, oh, she must hate Halloween. It, yeah, and, uh, like I said, little little touches that just make the I film like even that much more interesting. That's what Fern Mayo would do. Fern fucking Fern. Mayo. <laughs> um, but that whole ending scene where they they torch his ass in the basement is just so great. I mean, I mean, it's a perfect segue into obviously when once they pick up with Halloween Kills, obviously picking up literally from the moments after. Uh, 18 ends is where Halloween Kills picks up. But before we move on to Kills, I mean, what does everyone rate now, especially now that we're a couple years out from its release? We've all seen it multiple times. We've all watched it recently as well. Where does this one rank? Like this one I got as a solid. This is a this is like a, a 9 out of 10 for me all day. Like this is a such a great film. Probably the best sequel in the Halloween franchise. I mean, it definitely still holds up. Like, I give it, like, a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there. I mean, I, I love it. I think it was it was a refreshing uh, refreshing film in the franchise. I liked, like I said, the, I even draw back to everyone involved with it. Um, I thought they did a tremendous job. Uh, and I, I really loved it. And uh, I would go 9 as well, nine, 9 out of 10 probably. Or if we're doing maybe a 4 out of 5. Or maybe a 50, a 49 out of 50, depending on what your <laughs> ranking system is. 69 out of 70. 
<laughs> what would the bearded nerd say? Well, I got a uh, out of seventy. What was your ranking? Three bearded out of nerd. four ecto coolers. I got him right. Four ecto coolers out of five. <laughs> bearded nerd, check it out. BT. Uh, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten on the BT scale of fuck. <laughs> BT gave us a seven scale. out of ten like it's fucking, like it's wrong turn three. <laughs> wrong turn three gets a two out of ten. Dropped it. What's H2O if, if Halloween 18 seven out of ten? What's H2O? Uh, eight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it over here like Marv in Home Alone too. How many fingers am I holding up, Marv? Mm, eight. <laughs> I just want to say, BT, you have to go to work soon, right? Yeah. It, it's just my opinion, guys. You don't have to make fun of me. I'm just, be funny. Does it, do you have to duck out? I'll duck out when I duck out. <laughs> All right. Sorry. No one Is gives a good god duck. All right. All right. Halloween. Kills obviously gets delayed a year because this bullshit fucking pandemic that fucking ate up fucking lives, movies, everything. But anyway, <laughs> BT just fucking woo. We got pandemic. <laughs> uh, but here we are. It gets you know a year later. It finally gets released, and I think there was a lot of hype. I mean, I was even more excited for Kills than I was for Eighteen. I was like. I was like fucking pumped. I did have my slight reservations about the the like mob, the Haddonfield mob as soon as I saw it like in the trailer. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to be. And that was for good reason. We're going to get into that. Um but yeah, this movie filmed in 2019, not released until 2021, obviously just a few weeks ago. We've all seen it. I've seen it twice. Has anybody else rewatched it since we saw it in theaters? I'm currently right now watching it for my third time on my TV. I have re I did rewatch it, so second second two times watching it, yes. I kinda watched it a second time. <laughs> Alright. So I mean, I was so pumped for this movie and I'm not going to lie, it didn't deliver on my expectations fully, but after a second watch, I liked it more than I did the first watch. The first watch the first watch, it was probably like a five out of ten, and then maybe maybe we should also explain what we. I know we touched on it already, and not to cut you off, but I'm saying I'm gonna want you to talk more. But I'm saying like maybe we should explain to people our uh, what happened when we all went to see it, and then it would it would understand a little bit more. I feel like so we fucking roll up in there. Initially, we were gonna go to like a nine o'clock showing, a regular showing. And I was just like, you know what? And they didn't have RPX tickets available right away. So once they did, the like night or day before I saw RPX tickets got dropped, I was just like, oh, a couple extra bucks for a bigger theater. Uh, you know, most of the time, people that are spending that few extra bucks are really invested in the film and they're not going to talk or be on their phones or bring their little motherfucking kids. But. Of course, so we all buy the 10.30 sh tickets to the RPX showing. The latest showing at the fucking theater on that night in the, in the you know, the RPX theater. So the tickets are fucking whatever, $15 a piece, not 12 or whatever. 
So I feel pretty good. People are filling in. I was just like, there might be some squawkers, but we can fucking shush their tits off. Everything should be good. I see two, like, kids that I thought were, like, young. One was a young mother. It wasn't. It was a teenage kid, and she had, like, a blanket in her hand. I was like, oh, my God, there's a baby wrapped in that blanket. Oh, God. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's just a blanket. Thank God. Little did I know right behind her was her dumb father and her dumb fucking mother uh, with, indeed, like, a two-year-old or three-year-old toddler. And... Where the fuck did they sit? Directly in front of our fucking six-person party. Judge was pissed, too. Um, Where do they sit? Right directly in fucking front of us. The kids on his fucking... On their phone... On their, their two parents' cell phones, walking back and forth. The two teenagers sitting in between these two fucking waste-of-flesh humans for parents... This toddler's walking back and forth between the two parents the entire movie, watching fucking a baby doll getting fucking bathed in a fucking tub. The motherfucking kid's watching fucking water slide videos. The fucking father's lighting his lighter fucking next to Sean and I, like, in front of us just lighting his lighter, like, randomly in the middle of the fucking film. And, yeah, this is during the movie and not before the movie. Yeah, this is... as the movie was starting, too? Yeah. Or was it before and the funny thing is, like, I'm pretty sure like, that three-year-old, like, had his own phone, too. Probably did. But it was... Like, the, the phone died, and their the father's like, I'm not giving him my own phone. It was, it was god-awful, so that didn't help the experience. But, initially, this film, I think, missed the mark for me, but that's not to say it's a not a bad film. I actually, upon second watching, enjoyed the film a decent amount more. And things I thought were annoying at the time didn't seem as annoying on the second viewing. So I think maybe even on the third viewing, I might even like it even more. So I think that that little kid and his shitty parents really played into being annoyed with some of the stuff that was happening on screen. That being said, the evil dies tonight thing, I think, was lost on everyone. Am I am I inaccurate saying that? It was like... It was, like, goofy, it's a, like... It's a cool tagline, and I felt like they will just say it once, but, like, when they keep chaining it, it's like, why? I, I guess th- that, that, that's my thing about it was that I don't mind, it, I don't mind that, that, and I don't mind it. I just think that they, um, they, hammered, it, they hammered it too much. Like, uh, you know, it could have been a little bit, a little less, but I know we're going to all get a chance to talk about it more, but, yeah, too much of that, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, like, obviously, where they pick up, uh, the throwback, well, first off, the throwback scene to 78 in the actor Tom Jones Jr. with some prosthetics on that Chris Nelson did, which is amazing. Shout out to Chris Nelson being legit, like, one of the best current-day makeup effects artists. He's obviously been working for 25-some-odd years, but... um, Uh, Oscar winner. Oscar winner. He's legit. He did so good on that, and that Tom Jones Jr. did so good as the throwback Loomis. And to do it and not do CGI, I think, is big balls. I think it shows that they give a fuck, uh, that they're real horror fans. They knew that they could pull it off, and they did. And I just felt so great about it. And that was probably the highlight of the film for me was the throwback scenes. I fucking loved them. Uh, they they, so nail, I, I they nailed it. I marked upward when they showed Loomis. Yeah, I'll right. say this: Everyone, if they haven't, should go to Chris Nelson's Instagram. He shows a close-up shot of that makeup, and yeah. it's 
fucking insane. I mean, it is insane. He looked like he is Donald Pleasance. It's insane. Yeah, and to like I said, to to be able to do that in 2021 and not just rely on shitty CGI, that's what horror is all about. And that alone for the film, that makes me like, I would never be like, I'm not buying. Like immediately gonna, I was probably buy it. even if I fucking hated the film, I'd probably still buy it on Blu-ray just because. I mean, I I want to own it, uh, it, but that alone makes it that makes you proud to be a horror fan and and proud to that they're still doing shit like that in 2021 when it could so easily be like, oh, we'll just CGI Loomis in there. So my question I for am Lewis, sorry oops, to interrupt, but I do have to go because I'm going to have to charge my phone before work. So I'm just going to wrap up what I'm going to say. Real, is that okay? Yes, yes. Give us your quick hot take on the whole movie and where you stand with it. Halloween Kills, I think, is okay. It's got some stuff going for it i thought the 1978 flashbacks were very pleasing aesthetically dr loomis makeup amazing like you said kills were very brutal if you are watching a halloween movie for that which most of us are then here you go you know true i think very weird that the nurse that lives 150 miles away from haddonfield became best friends with the kids that Lori was babysitting. And I'd like to know the story behind that. Friends. Um, oh, what else? Um, what's your Evil dies on social media, Brian? Evil dies. Like, shut up, Tommy. Tommy's got to calm down. <laughs> Michael Myers didn't even try to kill Tommy. Can I just Tommy. say one thing about Tommy really quick? And not to come right up, but like, well, Tommy, when I was rewatching it, <laughs> There is a part that I fucking died. I don't know if everyone picked up on this. I think it's when he grabs the baseball bat initially at the bar and he goes to walk out. You hear someone in the background go, I can't even remember the exact line, but they're like, Tommy, gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest, most hilarious. You got to go back and just listen to that one part. It's fucking hilarious. Is it on par with uh, You Got It, Earl, with uh, Howling Fork? You Got It, Earl is definitely better, but this is just like... Tommy, go whip his ass. <laughs> <laughs> the um, mob at the hospital with that mental patient, I thought, got really dragged out and overdramatic to the point where it was almost laughable. Agreed. Um, yeah, how, how, how does Michael Myers turn into Oswald Cobblepot all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, and while we're on the subject, actually, I'm going to be a downer about this. I hate the opening scene to Halloween 18. But I think it's just a personal thing. Like, well, when the guys yelling, say something. All the patients on the giant checkerboard. I'm like, what in the Arkham Asylum is this? Bingo! (laughs) (laughs) And the dude holding the mask up behind Michael Myers' head. Like, look at this. Oswald's in that scene too. I know he is, but I'm like, to the journalist, just you know, showing the mask in front of his face. Why stand behind him with the mask? Okay, but back to Halloween Kills. Uh, Kyle Richards is Lindsay Wallace. She was great. I'm excited that she's coming back. Um, everybody's dead now, basically. When My thoughts are all over the place. Thought, BT, uh, before you leave, final thoughts on Judy Greer dying. Oh, I, knew it was, I figured it was going to happen. 
I figured it would either be her or Allison because I knew they weren't going to kill Jamie Lee Curtis halfway through the trilogy. Yeah. And I knew they were going to give her more motivation for the third one by killing one of them. I just didn't think it would happen at the very end. Right. And if you haven't seen the movie, definitely, yeah, just stop listening because we're definitely giving spoilers. I'm going to, I'll make sure it's spoiler alerted the fuck. Yeah. Bracket showing up saying, you know, everyone's entitled to one good scare, Michael. That was cheesy and it really bothered me the first time, but now I think there's like, kind of like campy and almost funny yeah i i agree i hated that at first and and what what was fine with it on the second watch i wish mrs elrod was there like i always said like you want mayonnaise on your sandwich michael (laughs) (laughs) that you know would have made the movie a 10 out of 10 for me but as it stands i would give it a a 6 out of 10 i think people are being overdramatic when they say it's one of the worst movies of all time. No, God, no. But it's, you know, maybe in the middle towards the, I don't know. It's a six out of 10 for me. And I love you guys. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to say whatever I said. Love you. We love you too. And we're going to continue on as you drop, but, uh, this has been a blast of an episode already so far covering both these films. Bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Bye, Brian. And he's off. He's off into the... Uh, off in the darkness. Now now that Brian's gone, we got to make fun of his rating. I like how he rated Halloween Kills 6 out of 10, but Halloween 18 is only one point higher. Like it's Halloween 18 is way better than Kills. Yeah, but I uh, love that. I love that he's like, eh, seven out of ten for eighteen. He's a complicated individual. Yeah, he's a twisted freak, but we love him. He's a twisted soul. But yeah, so I mean, I did love like I mean, obviously the kills are probably some of the like most gruesome kills in the entire series. We can all agree that the Halloween kills delivered on the kills part of the name. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why I like what Brian said. Like, if you're walking into like a Halloween movie and like just want like a fun slasher film, like, that's what you're definitely going to get. It's strictly just on the kills law. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, like, killed me, too, though, is people tried defending, like, some of, like, the goofy choices as far as the script goes. Because my, I have no problems with, the only thing I have a problem with is the script. And it's more so dialogue-related script problems for me. It's not even really, like, the story. Like, I'm down with the story. I'm down with, like, the mob uh thing i think it was just the script wasn't strong in some aspects but i mean it's still a halloween film that's the whole thing and but i don't like that people are like well it's a halloween film what do you expect it's gonna be like campy as shit i didn't think 18 was campy at all i thought 18 was like played it as straight as the original and i don't think the original is campy at all in my opinion no i agree i think it's I think both of them, 78 and, and 2018, are, are, are fairly straightforward. And I think with with Kills, it was just... It was... There was just that, that whole scene with Oswald Cobblepot being tracked down, them thinking it was Myers. Like, why did they think Michael Myers was four foot six and fucking 260 that, pounds? Like, yeah, like, I, like, I don't mind, like, the concept of it, but, yeah, like, using... Like that actor, you know, R.I.P. He passed away. Um, 
In real life? In real life. Yeah, the actor's dead. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. He actually passed away, like, a few weeks before the release. No shit. I did not know that. Yeah, the old cancer got him. No shit. Um, R.I.P. But, yeah, no, like, it's, it's a cool concept. But, yeah, like, using, like, the actor of his stature, like, yeah, like, it was definitely kind of thrown off. But also, I, I guess it could play into, like, people being that dumb and not realizing like it wasn't him like because that's what i feel like people would do that in real life too they would track down a guy that looked nothing like him and think it was michael myers and kill him so i guess that kind of plays true to like how society is yeah we all work retail so we know how dumb society is exactly well i think also too like i've never worked retail what's that (laughs) sean's like we all work retail so we know how that is i've never worked retail uh, you worked at a farm, like a, a drugstore. Same thing. Yeah, I get, yeah. I mean, dealt with the I'm public. Really enough. With the we've public. we've dealt with the public enough to know how dumb yeah, they are so, for sure. So my biggest uh, something I wanted to say too, as we pick apart things too, is like, hey, like, I, we all know, like, you're not going to please everyone, and that's for sure. And I think like the part of like, even though I made fun of the Oswald Cobblepot guy too, but like, I think it was also like. Speaking of like the blind rage, the blind dumb rage. Right, right. Like it didn't matter what that dude looked like. So maybe some of that stuff is deliberate. So I don't know. Like there's things that I, of course, there's definitely things I could change, or I would change. But it's probably like that in and almost any movie nowadays. And I, I, you know, I think that they did. I don't. I mean, I know we're gonna rank it or whatever, but I, I, I didn't hate it. And I didn't love it. But I'm right in the middle. I thought the kills alone, like I said, were some of the best. There's some, some of the best kills. I mean, that opening scene, the opening scenes with Michael coming out of the house with the firemen are fucking awesome. Yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, that was then, so great. That scene's phenomenal. And then uh, Big John getting his fucking skull caved in was fantastic, too. Yeah, I know people yeah. had people had a big problem with that like, whole scene. I thought that was fun, and that was kind of... That fell on par with, like, something I would have seen in, like, 18, too. Well, people are calling Mike homophobic now, so... Yeah, literally a guy that kills everyone and anyone, and there's no reasoning whatsoever behind his <laughs> motives. He's homophobic. I mean, what the fuck? Even before that, I saw people trying to say, like, remove the firefighting scene because, like, it's disrespecting to the first responders. I'm like, oh, my kills fucking anybody. God. Who gives a fuck? Well, okay. yeah, that, that shit's just, it's, it's missed on me. Like, it's so stupid even to make those arguments. It's but, fucking, uh, it's limp dick fucking millennial cocksuckers. They have no I fucking thought- clue what they're doing. I thought the Big John and Little John stuff was hilarious, and I thought those two guys were—I don't know—I thought it was cool. I love that. Was like I love that part of the film. I thought that was so fun and like to have them die. And I love that they're playing like a Marco Polo, Big John, Little John thing too. The the whole fucking (laughs) scene. I mean, there was a little bit of like, like my only complaint was one uh, that they didn't kiss on camera, right? Was it that they didn't kiss on camera? Exactly. I want to see some man on man of my Halloween films. I definitely didn't deliver. Do. Um, but no, this like right after fucking Big John dies and like Little John sees Michael, he's like, "Oh, Michael, you came home." Like, like the, going back to the dialogue, like that, like that part kind of was like, "Yeah, it's a little fucking cheesy." Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna mention that one too. Like, yeah, like the Michael, you've come home. Like, I don't know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like it was one of those cringy moments for sure. 
I thought it would have been if you wanted to go like super like goofy. It would have been funny if he like pulled out like a little like fake like Halloween toy gun and said, "I shot him six times." That actually would have been funny. And speaking of oh. that, the Halloween flashback scene, Michael's have six holes fucking into his chest. Yeah, when I, I heard that brought up, I can't, I think it was you that brought it up, Sean, uh, to us in the group text or something. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's missed, but like, I guess it doesn't really affect me that much. But now that I know it about it, now that I know about it, like it, it kind of irritates me. But what are you gonna do? You know, it's like it's like right after Loomis shoots him, like, right? The original Halloween. So, did you guys listen to? I know, I don't, I don't know how much Sean listens to it, but Jesse, did you listen to the newest? Uh, thing with two heads uh, podcast or watch it yet? I literally, I woke up this morning. I got my coffee. Uh, and uh, I started watching the YouTube, you know, the video version of it. So I only got like yeah. 15 minutes in, but no, I haven't finished it yet. No, uh, you don't mind if I talk about a few things that they mentioned in that? No, go ahead. Uh, uh, now, before you say it, is it because the shooting didn't happen? This that happened before the shooting happened? No, no, no. I just wanted to touch on some stuff that they say. Like some of the diff- some of the stuff that got left out or didn't get shot. I just kind of wanted to touch on that because some of the stuff sounds like it would have been a lot cooler. Yeah. Talk. So it's actually, it's only on YouTube. It hasn't hit. Like, I don't think it's on like any of the streaming for like podcast wise, but right. uh, obviously and it's, it's Chris Nelson who special effects for the Halloween, this Halloween, uh, these Halloweens and, and everyone's favorite Sean Clark. Um, and he talks, there's a couple scenes that, so I guess like the beginning uh, there was the well. First off, I also want to say there's a lot of flashback in this. Well, there's a, a bit of flashback in the beginning of this film, um, and I thought that those scenes were like the coolest, like with the Loomis and, and everything, and, and Young Hawkins. Apparently, there was the film was supposed to start in like a completely different. There was supposed to be a lot more of the throwback stuff, and there was a whole storyline that goes with Officer Hawkins. And I thought, like I said, if anyone hasn't seen the movie yet, you're going to hear some spoiler stuff, but. Um, there's supposed to be a scene apparently where he, uh, Hawkins like comes home he goes home and he sees his wife is like cheating on him. So he like, is actually like drinking. And then he sees like Tommy and Lindsay, like, like running from the house. You know what I mean? Like from, from 78. Right. And it kind of ties together the whole thing of when he, you know, when Michael's got the other officer mm-hmm. and, and he shoots, um, and he accidentally hits the officer instead of hitting Michael so it sounded like there was a lot more of like the throwback scenes that they shot, uh, or I don't know if it's actually they shot it, but they, it was in the script apparently, and it just never got shot, or they chose not to use it, or whatever. I don't know if it's financial. They kind of touch on it, but I thought that would have been really cool because, um, like I said, I thought the throwback stuff was was really 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 awesome. Right. And I thought it would be cool if they kind of expanded it a little more. And I think that kind of maybe they could have done something to, to tie together some of the reasons why, I, I, like some of the modern day stuff of why, like Lindsay and Tommy, I know that they knew each other when they were younger, but I don't know. I just could have built those stories storylines a little bit more. But I just wanted to touch on that a little bit just because you guys have obviously seen the movie. We, and um, I don't know what, like your thoughts on the flashback scenes. And, and I thought, it, I thought it would have been a lot cooler if they did, they did that stuff. They, they, I just thought it would have, it would have helped with the story a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see if there are any deleted scenes when we get, uh, when we get Blu-ray 4k releases and shit. Yes. Um, 
you guys see the uh, the Best Buy Steelbook exclusive they're having? No, no, I didn't. It looks pretty red. It's like Michael, or it's like a black steelbook, but like Michael's like all in red. That's cool. Oh, what? Oh, what? I have not seen that yet. No. I got the Best Buy exclusive steelbook for eighteen too, so maybe I'll get this one uh, as well. After we pod, I'll send you the photos. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had no. I mean. I didn't really have much problems other than some dialogue stuff, and I thought Anthony Michael Hall did good, uh, given like some of the dialogue problems. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, what's uh, I, I'm blanking right now. What's the granddaughter's name? What's her name in this? Allison. Allison. Sorry, uh, Allison. Allison. Um. I, I almost called her Alice, uh, and I knew it was I knew it was close, but um, I love I didn't love that her boyfriend had like a redemption in this one. I wanted him to be a little asshole peckerwad that got killed. I mean, and then they had him like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I was drunk, and I love hey, you. We're gonna get him. He took him back way too fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he they he opens up with redemption with it? saving Hawkins and. Megan Allison was probably like super like vulnerable because you know she did almost get killed, so you know she's probably looking for that's true. Dick crying on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so romantic with words, Sean. Oh yeah, you're looking for a dick to cry on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, what was what was what was the real? What do you think? What do you guys think was the real reason this movie? Because there are. It's pretty polarizing. Like some people love it, some people hate it. What do you think the biggest miss was for the movie? Was there anything in particular? Or was just like little things that like distracted people from like what was going on? Because eighteen is pretty pretty revered. Everyone's pretty much on the same side of the fence for eighteen. It seems this is this is just my opinion. And again, I, I I'm like in the middle of the movie. I I did like it. I will buy it. Uh, you know, and I'll watch it, I'm sure, many more times. And I, I just think, like, especially, like, if you're, not to sound like a ladies, but, like, when you're like us and or any horror fan who's really into the storyline, like, I think there was a couple plots, just, like, couple things that didn't make too much sense. Like, you know, bringing back, like, the, like Tommy and Lindsay and, and, and then, what's her name there? Um, like, the dynamic of them, like, why are they hanging out? Like, and then little things, like, I don't know, like, some of it just like if you if you're erasing all of from basically everything after one on right Cause that's really what they did right right, right. I mean, yeah so if you really think about it like michael myers like i guess what my thing is is like is this a thing where like because michael myers if in that point he only killed how many people then i mean he didn't really kill a tremendous amount of people uh if it's just, everything after one is gone so like it's been 40 years or whatever do you think it's like a thing where like are they trying to make a joke not like a joke of it but like all of the people in the town have like built this up or maybe even like tommy and Lindsay have built this up and made such more of a thing of it where like saying like oh you've haunted this town for 40 years like but did he like i don't know think of someone in canisota murder <laughs> like it'd be a crazy story but like would it be that relevant i don't know it's just like there's certain you- things that you definitely can pick apart about the film i think that's yeah, where you sorry go ahead sean I was going to say, like, well, if you think about it, too, like, they also had, like, a mob in Halloween 4, 
and like Michael only killed for one night and he comes back and then the entire town's like, fuck this guy. Right. And, and, I, and there's things that you're going to buff up for like, a, it's a movie. And I'm just saying like, yeah, like if you want to pick it apart, you can. And I think like there's people who are going to do that. And there's people who are going to look at it for what it is. I thought it was, I, there's little things like that. You can pick apart some of the dialogue like we talked about already is a little bit cringy. Um, the evil dies tonight, just kind of being shoved down your throat a little bit was a little much. And some of it's like the, che- the cheesy dialogue. I think that's what it does, but I don't know. The kills are great. It's a Halloween movie. It made a lot of money. Um, in the long run, I'm happy about it. And like I said, I'll buy it. And I'm sure we'll all buy it and, you know, we'll watch it again. But, uh, I think th- those things, like, as we always talk about, not to keep going on and on about it, but people are going to pick apart everything. The movie has right. been amazing. People are going to pick it apart. So it's easy. You could do that. But, you know, I guess it's all how you view it. Definitely a lot of fun. So I was going to say, like, how do you guys feel about the character Lonnie? Which one's Lonnie? I'm sorry. I apologize. He's the dad of the shitbag boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, like Michael Myers, he, he fell down on the street. Michael Myers walked by him. So i pretty upset about it. Uh, I just, I was, the thing that makes me laugh about him is this is me just, you know, being me. I just love how he's just drinking a mug of coffee and driving around and like in a ripoff fucking Tahoe. I know. I liked, I like that character because I, I don't know. I liked that whole scene. I like those humanistic scenes where it makes you, it reminds you that like everyone, you know, is human in here when he's talking about like his dad, her dad selling him peyote. And then like, she starts to cry because she realizes that like, Oh shit, my fucking dad's dead. That's right. This fucking yeah, masked and, and dickhead I, fucking killed my father. Yeah. And I agree with you fully. Like I, I do like that. I'm just saying like, you know, it, his only run-in with Michael Myers was when Michael Myers walked up to him, right? But it seemed like he was very troubled by, like, Michael, like, killed his whole family or something. Yeah, I mean, I if anything, you'd probably be like, yeah, well, Michael do Michael. He didn't kill me. He spared me. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> you do you, Mike. Also, that dude is in, uh, we're on the, not to get off topic, but we are. Midnight Mass. And I told Midnight Mass. We are on, we're about to start, well, we're going to, the next episode is the final episode. That guy is in it, and his character is, is great, actually. I think he's one of the better characters. So, so yeah. Real I'm quick, sure we'll how, how great is that show? Now that you've watched the second to last episode, how great did that show turn out so far, even with your last episode pending? I think it's really good. Like, I, I think it's awesome. I think you didn't know where it was going. The acting, in my opinion, is uh, the guy who plays the, you know, the priest in the show, I think like kills it. Like, Oh I yeah. Think, I think it's an, it's a, it's an all time performance. I think he does a great job. Uh, I like it. Yeah. It, it has a really, and I know I already talked about this. It has a, like a, and I think it's cause of like the setting, like on an Island and like water. It just has a very Stephen King type vibe to me. 100%. The whole show does. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on it. I like the direction it took. And I can't wait to see the last episode. Sean, you definitely got to check it out um, on Netflix, of course. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but ha- Halloween Kills, if we're giving ratings for Halloween Kills, were you? Uh, well, before before we give our ratings and wrap up, you know, what did everyone think about that fi- the final battle where they surround Michael and, and it seems to Michael's having his come-to-Jesus meeting with the town 
and uh, and then he ends up, you know, killing them. He ends up fucking taking everyone out, and it's seemingly killing Tommy Doyle as well. And obviously going up and getting up into the into the house and, and killing uh, Sharon. And where where do you guys sit with that? Actually, that scene I like when it. I saw in theaters, it kind of drove me nuts. But then again, I was probably also super annoyed with everyone around me. Right. So at that time, I just want this movie to end. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at the time, uh, going my first viewing, uh, my review, I was like, wow, fucking Mike Myers just went all John Wick on everyone. I'm like, this is so fucking retarded. We don't use that word. All right, sorry. This seems so fucking dumb. Um, yeah. Yeah. I- my second viewing, I'm like, you know what? It was badass. Yeah, I thought it was great because I was, you know... Evil doesn't die tonight, motherfuckers. Actually, that should have been the only time Michael talked. Michael should have said, "Evil doesn't die tonight, motherfucker." Tonight, motherfuckers. Should have just dropped a surprise, motherfucker. No, I'm with you. Uh, I actually kind of liked the scene. I thought it was. You got to the point in the movie where everyone is hunting him, and, and then you think, "Oh my god!" Like they got him, and then he's just like, "You know what? I can't die, you dumb fucks." I think and I'm gonna kill all of you. I think. For the against all the townspeople, I think I was especially after they killed Oswald. Um, I was pro Michael, and I loved that scene where he came back and he just fucking slaughtered everyone. You you, you heard evil dies tonight once too many times. You're like, you know what? Fuck Kill these fuckers. Evil wins, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk about one more thing. There's not to keep giving up, but on the thing with two heads, they they mentioned Sean Clark mentions a. And there was a script that came out with a different ending, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Um, apparently, is that cool if I... If I yeah, no, go it? ahead. Go ahead. So, Lori, Jamie Lee calls... Uh, I keep forgetting, like, the daughter and the granddaughter's name, but... Is, is what? Karen. Karen. So, so Lori calls Karen, like, at the end, but she's been killed by Michael, of course. Um, so she calls her cell phone, and Michael actually picks the cell phone up, and she know and she knows it's him because she hears the breathing apparently, and then she's basically like, you know what, motherfucker, like I'm fucking coming to get you, and then apparently there's like a scene where she fucking Lori grabs like a fucking knife and it's like her like walking down the street basically like I don't know going to get him I guess that's which cool I thought, thought would have been kind of cool actually, yeah that would but. be sick actually. Yeah, remember that one time I brought that up in the group chat and you guys made fun of me for it? What's that? I brought that up and then Jesse's like, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. All right, well, first off, you, that's true. You you would read anything on the internet. <laughs> and second off, now that it's been confirmed by people who worked on the movie, then you can talk about it. But when it's fucking a month before the movie comes out, you don't know what to believe. I, I apologize for making – we apologize, though. But Sean, also you read and you, I could literally start, I could go on Reddit and be like, holy shit, Michael and fucking Loomis were fucking half brothers, like fucking. Or like Michael, like the Patriots are thinking about science and Michael, Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I bet he's wearing number 31. <laughs> I'll be all for it. Exactly. Uh, I thought we're just making fun, but yeah, no, I mean, yes, I apologize for if we made fun of you for that, but like, once it's confirmed, I, I thought it was, and after we've finally seen the actual ending, I thought that would have been a cool, a cool way to do it. Yeah, uh, it would have been cool. I'm interested to see how ends turns out, like, 
because I mean they start filming it. They started filming this weekend. I think last night or today. I think they started filming today, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, but yeah, uh, it's where does this guy? Where do you, where are you ranking it? Halloween Kills. Um, I mean it's 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 probably the bottom three for me. Probably, but not the uh, Resurrection last. Probably five right before that, and then. And then kills, I gotta think. Yeah, our list, when we ranked them via text, they are pretty similar. Um, I'm probably right there, too, and I'm probably going, like... I'm probably going, like, a, a six and a half. Mm, six and a half out of ten. It might bump up, bump, bump up to a seven, but that's no, like... My rating is no indication of, like, how they should make films or anything like that, but... It's. I'm glad it made money. I'm actually was very happy that it made money, especially with the the dual launch with P, on Peacock as well as in theaters. I'm glad it's the highest grossing horror film of the pandemic, um, especially considering. And it broke some kind of other record with like being on you know on a free streaming service and making as much money as it did. It was the highest of the pandemic. So. Shout out to Michael Myers. Shout out to Blumhouse. Shout out to Johnny Carp for creating it. Shout out to them, everyone that worked on the worked on the film to get it made. And I'm pumped for Halloween ends. Our girl Debbie Hill. Debbie Hill. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm pumped for the new one, and I think I know Sean. I think he still has to say something, but I think like being a horror fan, like if you're into super obscure stuff or whatever, like I don't know, I know. I feel this way, and I'm sure you guys do too. It was like we're diehard horror fans. This movie came out in, during the pandemic with weird stuff going on in the theaters and on the streaming service, and it absolutely killed it. It makes me happy, and I think the next one, I think ends, is going to be. I think it's it's probably going to be awesome. I think that I have high hopes. Film, the middle film, you know, you, I don't know. You're kind of building the story. You got there's crazy shit, there's chaos in that. But I think they're gonna. I, I have high hopes for the for friends. I, I do so. Me too, Sean. What's your rating? We're probably gonna have a three minute conversation about this, but I give this a nice uh, eight. Eight, kind of high. Wow. I, like I it. enjoyed this movie. I'm sorry. What did you give? Twenty eighteen. Nine point five. Nine point five and eight. Okay, I forgot to rank. I didn't rank. I'm just gonna do it really quick. I'm gonna give it a. I think I'm right with Jesse. Like a six, six and a half. That's what you said, right? Six and a half? Yep, yep. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm right in that same vein. Six, six and a half. Like you said, I, I do think that, too. I think it was more of a... This is more of the story building, and then ends, I think, is going to be our big uh, payoff. Uh, I can only hope... I'm yeah, glad they're getting still great, made, but... Yeah, because it's definitely going to be a great uh, send-off, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. So, spoiler alert. Um, will be put out with this episode so we don't spoil anything for you. If you haven't seen Kills yet, if you haven't seen 18, you can go fuck yourself. It's been three years. But Kills, we understand if you haven't seen it, but not really because or why are you listening to a horror podcast about Halloween, 18 Halloween Kills? If you haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, go fucking see Halloween Kills and buy it when it fucking comes out. Support yeah. fucking horror, physical media, fucking do it all. Find us exactly. on... I, that's a big thing I want to say. Like, buy If you're a fan, like, buy the stuff. Buy the Blu-rays. Buy the soundtracks, buy the shirts. Like I know it sounds cheesy, but that's what helps everything. Like, buy the merch. Like yeah. streaming it, I'm sure doesn't help. Like I have Peacock, um, but I, but buying the Blu-ray helps out a lot more than uh, 
than streaming it. Because, you know, if you have the physical media, you can watch it whenever the fuck you want. You have to worry about Peacock pulling it. That's right. And even if you buy it digitally, too, you technically don't own it. You paid for it. You paid for it to be in your possession whenever you want, but they could pull that at any time, and then you don't own shit. So, Fright Rags, uh, say what we want about it, but they did put out some pretty cool Halloween Kills merch, so people yeah, can check that out. Shout out to Fright Rags putting out all that sick Halloween Kills merch. Some great designs. Go pick that shit up. Um and yeah, su- support horror, support physical media, buy the shit when it comes out. I think it comes out next month or maybe in December or January. Who the fuck knows? I just sent a, a link to you guys to the what the Blu-ray, the 4K that Sean was talking about. It looks pretty. It does look pretty awesome. Fuck yeah! Well, I want to point. I want to point out the link of this podcast is the link of the entire Halloween Kills movie. <laughs> it, it just ended. There you go. There um, you go. I, I don't know if you're going to mention this too. I just did want to mention as well. Jesse and I and Mr. Lou Smith just uh, did a pod on Hack O' Lantern, another solid, amazing Halloween film. Oh yeah, uh, everyone should check that out as well. Yeah, and, go and, go listen to that for sure. And I know we got plans for for some stuff coming up here. Yeah, we got to do uh, Day of the Dead here early next week, so we can put it out next week. We definitely do. Juggernaut. That's Juggernaut. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good ninety minute episode if there ever was one. Um, but yeah, uh, hope you enjoyed this one. Happy motherfucking Halloween! As this will be our Halloween celebration episode. Uh, it's gonna come out today on October thirtieth. Trick or treat, motherfucker! Trick or treat, motherfucker! Uh, Happy fucking Halloween! <laughs> you can. Uh, everyone's entitled to one good scare, Tommy. Um, but yeah. Uh, you find us on Spotify, on Apple, iTunes, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Heart Guy Media. This is the Sight and Sound Podcast. Check it the fuck out. Happy Halloween and uh, evil doesn't die tonight, motherfuckers.